Welcome to Taboo on Taboo, where we talk about everything that is left unspoken about human nature, the universe, and the role of humans in the evolution of consciousness. I'm your host, Ezgi Devi. I'll be your spiritual guide and assist you with creating a holistic, conscious, and authentic life through understanding the arcane truths of spirituality. Join me every Tuesday as we awaken your true power and help you become the master of your own life. Well, hello Taboon Taboot fam. Welcome to our new episode. I am so excited for this episode because today we will talk about the foundations of physical healing. We will discuss and understand the ancient Eastern and alchemical basis of energy healing so that you can tap into becoming your own healer as well. To be able to practice self-healing, we must first understand why physical ailments occur, right? Mostly we see physical issues as destructive problems that need to be fixed immediately. Today, I will invite you to see the health issues as constructive messengers as we dive deeper into understanding the magical structure of the body. As we mentioned in our last episode, everything in this universe vibrates in varying degrees. When we look at the body from an atomic level, our bodies are also in constant motion vibrating. Thoughts, emotions, and the physical body, which is matter, vibrate at different rates, hence they create a different vibrational layer in our energetic field. In other words, we can say that our bodies have intertwined vibrational layers that vibrate in different frequencies but are interconnected. In this sense, in alchemy, we talk about five layers of the body, physical, astral, emotional, mental, and spiritual. The spiritual layer is the place where our consciousness resides. This is the layer that's called soul or the God essence. Consciousness divides itself so it can experience existence in different thought and shape forms. From this consciousness, thoughts spring and create the mental layer of the body. Within this layer, thought forms arise. Our belief systems are also stored here. When a thought is highly focused and well-formed, these thought patterns take shape clearer in our auric field and ultimately flow into our other body layers and thus into our physical life. Thoughts create emotions and these emotional phenomena occur in the emotional layer of the body. This is the layer where the impressions of our perception echo. These echoes communicate with the astral body through sensations. The astral body is where sensations are registered and it is constituted by prana. This life force holds atoms together and allows consciousness to manifest as form, as the physical body. The physical layer is the densest layer of the body that is designed for consciousness to interact with matter. The physical body interacts with matter through senses, and this interaction allows us to have sensations, emotions, and thoughts about the physical plane. 
every interaction has an effect on each layer of the body. And each layer is in constant interaction and communication with each other since they're intertwined. That's how we function and operate in life. In each layer of the body, energy should flow naturally. However, when we are obsessed with some sort of thoughts or when we do not process and express our emotions, they get more and more intense and begin to accumulate. Eventually, they become nodes and begin to block the energy flow. As energy cannot flow as it's supposed to, this situation immediately becomes urgent to be brought to our attention. Since our physical bodies are just organic machines designed for survival, we are most susceptible to physical pain. And that's how our physical body communicates with us. Physical ailments are just our bodies trying to let us know where the energy got stuck. This eases are actually trying to get our attention to the fact that, hey, the energy is not able to flow with ease in the body due to some stuck thought, belief, or emotion. Can you please bring your awareness here, you know? And if we pay attention to the healing, the messages behind the disease, we can take necessary action to release what's stuck and dissolve the blockages so the energy can flow. That's how we heal the physical body, through healing the root cause that resides in other layers of the body. Because in the end, the physical body is just a vessel between the mind and consciousness. And this is how consciousness communicates. It sends messages through the body so that the mind can pay attention. Because as we said before, the mind wants to keep its physiological and psychological form alive at all costs. Therefore, it's responsive to the malfunctions of the body. Eastern medicine treats the body through this approach, through this perspective, listens to the symptoms and analyzes the root cause, then heals the root cause rather than numbing or eradicating the symptoms as in Western medicine, right? When we examine the body from this approach, we also see that we can map the correlation between body, emotion, and sensation and translate the messages of our physical issues. Eastern medicine and alchemy both map how energy flows in the body in the same way. And here is where things get more exciting. When you study energy flow through Eastern medicine and alchemy, you realize that there is a common interpretation, which is the principle of gender. The most profound alchemy sources are the teachings of the alchemist Hermes Trismegistus that I mentioned about in the previous episode. His teachings are called hermetics. In hermetic texts, the principle of gender is considered one of the seven principles of existence. In the Kabbalion, it says gender is in everything. Everything has its masculine and feminine principles. Gender manifests on all planes. Gender in hermetics does not refer to the physiological sex. Sex is just a manifestation of gender on our physical plane. Yet, gender on higher planes 
manifests itself in different ways. In Hermeticism, the principle of gender allows us to understand and witness the operation of both masculine and feminine energies working together to form all things in existence, physical, mental, spiritual. We witness the dance of masculine and feminine energies in the creation of atoms through the union of electrons. We also see in ancient Eastern philosophies that this universe is built in duality starting from the divine energies. Oneness has been divided into two as masculine and feminine. Furthermore, the whole purpose of this life is to make these two one again. Once we unite the divine masculine and divine feminine within ourselves, it's inevitable to create the divine union within the universe since the creation is merely a projection of our inner worlds. As within, so without. As stated in ancient Eastern wisdom, the divine feminine energy, which is called Kundalini or Shakti in yoga philosophy, resides dormant at the base of the spine. To reach the divine union, it is said that one should awaken this divine feminine energy and ascend it to the top of the head where the divine masculine energy, Shiva, resides. And this is the key to unlocking the full potential of our manifestation power. So let's understand the qualities of these masculine and feminine energies. The divine masculine is also known as Yang. It's active. It's the initiator, the actor, the act of doing itself. It's the fire. It's the light. It's logical, analytical, and rational. It's goal-oriented and strong. It's the problem solver, fixer, and achiever. The divine masculine energy also brings individuality. It's competitive and territorial. Whereas the divine feminine is the opposite. Divine feminine is also known as yin. It's passive. It's the serenity. It's the act of being. It's the water. It's dark. It's emotional and intuitive. It's creative. It's the nurturer. It's receptive, flexible, and ever-changing. It is vulnerable. The divine feminine energy carries a collective mindset. It brings inclusiveness and collaboration. Regardless of our biological sex, we all carry these divine energies within, and we all need to bring balance to our masculine and feminine energies to bring balance to the world. Without the feminine, the masculine would act without restraint, order, or reason, resulting in chaos. The feminine without the masculine would constantly reflect and fail to actually do anything resulting in stagnation. With both masculine and feminine working together, we see thoughtful action, the power of the will and vision combined with the creative force and careful thought to bring it into manifestation. 
As we can see from the qualities of the divine energies, the era and the system we live in lacks the qualities of the divine feminine and we mostly operate from imbalanced masculine energy that causes chaos. We observe an outrage separation due to the dominance of individuality, right? This illusion of separation. Our error lacks the collective mindset. We completely lost the connection with each other, our connection with Mother Earth. We forgot how to connect with our intuition. We mostly operate from our minds rather than our hearts, right? We mostly spend our days doing tons of things, but we don't take time to honor just being. See, these are all masculine qualities and we need to bring balance to our divine energies to create a better world. So when it comes to mapping how energy flows in the body, we see in ancient Eastern texts, it's mentioned that in the astral body, there are energy channels like rivers through which prana flows. These channels are called nadis. In our bodies, that is said there are 72,000 nadis. In the same way our veins carry our blood, the nadis are believed to be the subtle channels that carry energy through our astral body. There are three main nadis of the body. These three principal nadis of the astral body are the ida, Pingala and Sushumna. All three of these major channels begin at the base of the spine and travel up through the spine. The central channel is called Sushumna, which runs from the base of the spine up to the crown of the head through the center of all the chakras. Since we said Kundalini, the divine feminine energy, lies dormant at the base of the spine, once awakened, Kundalini rises up through Sushumna, activating every chakra on its path to reach its true home at the crown. When this happens, we experience the divine union within. Ida and Pingala are mirror images of each other. The Ida Nadi is known as the left channel because it flows to the left as it leaves the root chakra and runs to the left nostril. And Pingala flows to the right from chakra to nostril. Since Ida terminates in the left nostril, it is also associated with the right brain, which represents creativity and artistry. For the same reason, Pingala is associated with the left brain, which is analytical and methodical thinking, right? Furthermore, Ida and Pingala Nadi are also associated with our sympathetic and parasympathetic nervous systems, respectively our fight or flight and rest and digest responses. At each point that all three major nadis intersect, a whirlpool of energy is formed along the spine, and these energy nodes are called chakras. We have seven main chakras, and each chakra is 
associated with a specific gland in our endocrine system. When there is an energetic imbalance in the chakras, it is reflected in the physical body as well. In other words, guys, when we study nadis and chakras, we learn how to heal and regulate our endocrine and central nervous systems, which covers almost the whole body already. Just imagine if we teach in our schools about the body, how emotions affect the body, why diseases happen, then introduce self-healing techniques starting with teaching nadi and chakra systems. Everybody would be self-aware enough to address and regulate what's going on with their bodies. But in that case, we wouldn't need pharmaceutics and it would be a huge loss of money, right? Anyways, this is totally a topic for another episode, but I just want to say that when our bodies are totally designed to heal themselves, why wouldn't we have more information about the alternative approach to our bodies that makes self-healing possible? I have a dream, guys. A dream about a community of self-healers where everybody is knowledgeable enough to connect with their bodies. People who are educated to listen to their bodies and take necessary actions to heal the root causes by using various tools like mental, physical, spiritual practices and also helping each other and sharing their tools. People who are in touch with their emotions and are able to express their emotions in a healthy way. This is the dream, guys, that I put my heart into. And that's why I'm talking about these. Because self-healing is possible. When you dive deeper into learning how energy flows in the body, you will see there are so many more tools that you can learn and use in your self-healing journey, such as Reiki, Pranayama, Acupuncture, Crystal Healing, Quantum Healing, and many more. You might question the legitimacy of this information since it's completely against what we learned from Western medicine, right? Western medicine says the solution to your problem is something outside than yourself, something external. Whereas Eastern medicine says the solution to your problem is within. Yet, I healed my own body through these teachings and tools while Western medicine suggested having operations. And my body is the proof of everything that I'm sharing with you today. I healed my migraines, my PCOS, and my skin disorders through everything we talked about today. And I haven't seen a doctor and used any medication for three years. If I can do this, you can do it too. As I always say, try and let me know. Namaste. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode helped awaken something in you and inspired you. If you enjoyed Taboo on Tabood, please leave a rating and a review and share it with friends and family so we can expand our consciousness all together. Remember, you are not alone. We are together in this. 
and I'm here to support you in manifesting the life you dream of. To learn more about my services, you can visit ezgidevi.com as well as check out all the links and resources in the show notes. I'll see you next week.